Holy One, you walk among us in Christ in order to build us into your holy temple. We pray that the foundation is laid and that the Spirit speaks in ways that help us to recognize that we are chosen and precious in your sight and that we have a holy mission to bring your light and love to the world. Amen. So this morning we continue with Peter's first letter to the churches in Asia Minor. This week, which is modern-day Turkey, last week we heard that something they have in common as members of a community is suffering. They have a sense of struggle, a sense of persecution. But another perhaps more important thing that they have in common is the source of a lot of their struggles. Generally, this is a community of people rejected or pushed aside by the rest of society. There are women, which did not have high standing, poor people, slaves, migrants, outcasts, criminals, prostitutes, and sinners. So they're a bunch of nobodies. People that few people care about, hang out with, or hold in much regard. They find themselves on the fringes and looked down upon. They see themselves as others do. They see themselves as unimportant in the grand scheme of things. What they have in common is that they are a bunch of nobodies who don't seem to matter much at all. Now perhaps our own case isn't quite so extreme in terms of our sense of significance, but I'd wager that most of us can identify with what Peter's talking about at least in some way. One of the most meaningful things I've heard from one of our friends who comes into our regular drop-in is that, quote, it's just so good to wake up in the morning and be around people that care. Sorry, people who care, grammatically correct. People who care. But as lovely as that is, there is a flip side. So many of us don't wake up with a sense that anybody cares. For those of us who have struggled financially all our lives or are living out the results of childhood abuse or trauma, mental illness, drug abuse, or just plain old social awkwardness, like me, like Peter's community, which is made up of people who never felt like they belonged or mattered, some of us have never really experienced that sense of acceptance, either belonging to community or that sense that we matter to other people in general. Then there are those of us who have maybe never lived at the fringe or felt excluded by society in general, yet we still wonder if our lives matter in the grand scheme of things. Though this past week's provincial election proved that individual votes can certainly make a difference, make or break in the world. I've never felt like I mattered so much at all. Some of us don't have paying jobs, so we're made to feel like we aren't contributing anything meaningful. Some of us have jobs, but jobs that don't offer but much by the way of passion or a sense of meaningful fulfillment. And then there are those of us who have retired, who have grown old. We can't do the things we once did. 
So not only do we lose that sense of meaning, we can be made to feel useless. We can be made to feel like burdens on society and those around us. Some of us just live in fear of that happening to us, and that's enough. Though not exactly, we here know what Peter's community feels like. To feel unimportant, whether it's that we don't belong or that our lives have little by the way of purpose, that we are simply becoming smaller and smaller in a world that is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. So we know what it's like to feel like nobodies in some way, in small ways or very significant ones. But if you remember from the last few weeks, our scripture passage is, in the end, a letter of encouragement to those who are struggling. These people have struggled not by, by not having a sense of belonging and with a sense that they're not of very little value to society or the world. And Peter encourages them that they, and reminds them that they have discovered true belonging, that they are in fact infinitely important because of who they belong to. Come to Christ, he says. Come to him. He's a living stone, a stone that was rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. Here Peter compares Jesus to a piece of construction material that was tossed to the reject pile, like a warped two-by-four. Like them, Jesus himself knew what it meant to be a nobody, poor, homeless, betrayed, and abandoned by friends. He died a criminal's death between two other criminals, and yet Peter says that Jesus is chosen. Jesus is precious. Jesus was bargain bin material, never picked up, then tossed in the dumpster and unloaded at the landfill. But when that happened, God went scavenging at the landfill of human existence. God could see what others couldn't see, and God not only found a use for him, God placed him at the corner of the foundation for a whole new community, the church. And not only a whole new community, but on this rejected stone, Peter says, God is building God's own kingdom, the world that, the way that God wants it to be. That begins with Jesus. The beginning of a whole new world rests on him, and it takes shape around him. Like Peter's people, Jesus' new rejection, lowly and hated, despised by the world, a worthless nobody from nowhere, and yet Peter says to God, this worthless nobody is not only infinitely precious, this no-name loser is chosen. This reject pile stone is the first laid in a great foundation of healing and reconciliation. That's what Peter says. And so because God used a reject like Jesus, Peter says, God can use them too. To those who, like Jesus, find themselves as lonely rejects and to those who've never felt like their lives matter. He's the cornerstone onto which to build a good life. Let yourselves, Peter says, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So with God, they're no longer nobodies. Peter says. 
You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. They are living stones that God is using to build a spiritual house in the gathered community of the church. And they're priests. I don't know about you, but I don't always think of myself as a priest. But Peter says that they're all priests. Priests are people who are conduits for the divine in the world. In our Reformation, Reformed Christian tradition, which the Reformation 500-year anniversary is this year, we've talked about a priesthood of all believers, that all who are called by Jesus are priests, conduits for the divine into the world, not just a select few group of people, that all of us are. And Peter says that it's in the very lives of these people that God is being made present and God's kingdom is being experienced. Their lives, no matter how broken they are, no matter how insignificant they seem, their lives are precious. Their lives have meaning and fulfillment, not based on what other people think, but because of who they are and whose they are. They are precious. They are chosen by God in Christ to build God's new world together. That together part's really important. Peter says that Jesus is the proof that God uses rejects. Nobody's just like them to accomplish great things. In Jesus, they have discovered their life's calling, that their lives, no matter how broken, no matter how weak, no matter how flawed, because they are living stones placed on the foundation of Christ as a chief cornerstone. And I mean, in our Christian tradition, we don't think that the scriptures are just about back then, but they are actually living. That the Spirit of God actually comes to us in this text. It's not just these pages, but that God speaks to us through these texts, through time and space, throughout the years. Not just back then, and not just the text written down, but here and now. And it's for that same reason Peter tells us that we belong and we matter too, no matter who we are. This is why we bandy about the phrase, you belong here, you're welcome here. Because this is what being church is all about. If God can use a crucified nobody from nowhere to change the world, God can use a gang of nobodies like us, too. We belong. We matter. No matter who we are, we are living stones. Our lives are the raw materials that God can use to build a dwelling place on earth. Each of us has a high calling, and it starts here in the local community of faith. That's what we're all about. That's what St. George's is all about. This is why I've been gathered together by the Holy Spirit in the first place, discovering together that we are chosen, we're infinitely precious, and that we have a tremendous purpose. Some of us have never really belonged anywhere before, and now have come to know what it means to be loved without precondition. Some of us are beloved elders whose bodies can't keep up in the ways that we're used to. But we've found meaning in opening our minds and hearts and welcome, sacrificing, 
some of our comforts to make space for others to discover the life, love of Christ that we've come to know. And others have wondered if there's more to life, whether we're born for more than just the same old, same old. And we found a path and relationships that have brought us face to the good, the beautiful, and the true. We've discovered what we call a calling in life, a vocation. Each of us have a call, a calling given by God to be living stones. Chosen and precious in God's sight, building God's kingdom together. So, if you've never felt worthy, you've never been accepted for who you are, regardless of the reason, come to him a living stone. As followers of Jesus Christ, we believe that before we could ever know God, before we could ever choose God, before we could ever love God, God has loved us unconditionally since the beginning of time. So come and find the same arms that spread out wide, arms stretched out on the cross to embrace the world, reaching out for you in love through this community of faith. Christ's body on the earth. If you've never felt welcome, today you're in the right place. If you've never felt like your life has had much purpose, that what you're up to hasn't mattered much at all, come to him a living stone. Because we believe that God can use anybody, anytime, any place. God can use your life as an instrument of love to build up beloved community that brings healing grace to a world in need. If you need rhyme, a rhyme, a reason to be, today you are in the right place. Today you're in the right place. Today you're in the right place because together, together we belong, together we matter, together we're God's own people, and we have a purpose in life that's greater than any other purpose you could have ever thought possible. To experience the joy, the deep, life and everlasting love of our creator, to love each other, to love friends, neighbors, and strangers and enemies as Christ loves you, to be loved and to love in ways that you never thought possible. And so by the power of the Holy Spirit, you might proclaim, as Peter says, the fullness of your living, the mighty acts of the one who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. You belong, you matter, because God has chosen what is lowly in this world. God has chosen you, God has chosen us in order to bring in a whole new one. A whole new one. It sounds crazy, but I'm just the messenger. So, brothers and sisters, like gathers with like. And we gather today in this commonality that in spite of all of our differences, that no matter who we are, no matter who you are, no matter how much you've been excluded or looked down upon, no matter how little you think you matter or how little you think of yourselves, no matter how deeply you long for a purpose in your life, you belong, you matter, you are chosen, you are precious because 
you are so in God's sight. If anybody ever remembers Jesse Jackson on Sesame Street, who am I? I'm God's child. I'm somebody. If you have to go back and watch Sesame Street again to get that basic fact about being a follower of Jesus, go and do it. You need to hear it every day. I am somebody. I'm God's child. I'm a living stone being built into God's temple. You're just the kind of person God uses to do good, and you're among just the right people to do it. Because in Christ, God has chosen what is lowly in this world in order to bring in a whole new one, and that is good news, the best kind.